Welcome to Beat It Movie Reviews. I am Cancer Thor, Joe Cabello, and this is Russell Crowe using a weird accent, Chris Soda. What's up, Chris? <laughs> what up? Hey, how's it going? Those are good ones, right? You know, oh, yeah, we're, we're talking about Thor Love and Thunder today as our feature review. And even uh, when I was watching the movie, I thought it was Gerard Butler, not Russell Crowe. <laughs> And even when I re- I wrote that line that I say, I put a lot of thought into those intros, you know, I wrote oh. Gerard Butler at first. <laughs> I couldn't get it into my head that it wasn't. I I, th- get, I confused those guys a lot. Russell Crowe, Gerard Butler. And if you haven't seen Thor, none of that makes any sense to you. But we are going to review that movie later. Before we do that, let's get into what we've been watching. Chris, it's been uh, two weeks off because mm-hmm. of the holiday. We really wanted to celebrate July 4th. Yeah. And uh, so we might have a big watch list that we have to get through. Let's let's get down and dirty with it. Um, but before we do, I want to address some of the slap. <laughs> well, again, got to do it every time. What have you been watching? Uh, I actually... <clears throat> A couple of my friends were talking about this new show that came out on Hulu uh, called The Bear. The Bear. Yeah. Uh, starring, uh, what's his name? Jeremy Allen White. You know, the household name, the actor yes. from Shameless Lip. <laughs> Just Shameless Everyone guy. knows his name. If you say Shameless Guy, everybody gets yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's like a, a show that takes place uh, in Chicago, and it's like brother who's a uh, character whose brother dies and he inherits his his um, sandwich shop so it's like this super intense uh, like drama about running this kitchen and everyone's all all the shots are like super close to characters faces too and it's just mm. like a hyper intense show lots of food um, yeah lots of good uh, food shots them making delicious looking stuff but uh yeah a couple i hadn't heard anything about it and then two of my friends were both like man the show is amazing and i it's i watched it like almost in a day because it's it's eight episodes and they're like 30 to 40 minutes each and then one of them's like 20 minutes so it's like a quick watch it seems like they just released everything all at once on hulu which is they they must have yeah because i saw it pop up on hulu however long ago and uh, didn't put too much thought into it. But I also had friends hit me up and and say to watch it, or at least that they watched it. Uh Um, And I think one friend said who has worked in restaurants, they were like, it was a little too real. Yeah. And like too, it seems like it's like it would be triggering to people that have a lot of experience in the food industry. Yeah. Definitely. I, I watched it the other night. I started it because you had, uh, you'd said you'd finished it and that was, it was good. I was like, I'll give the pilot a shot. And then from there I watched, I think four episodes back to back. Cause yeah, it, it is really good. The food. I love any food movie or show. Like I just love to see food. Even, uh-huh. uh, my fiance is always catching me watching Instagram food videos. Like even while yeah. I'm eating something, I'll be watching <laughs> somebody make some food. 
some totally different food. So I love that aspect of it. But it is uh, just the drama, how it deals out its drama in the show is really interesting and good. I like how he's this like hotshot chef or like a truly talented chef who's put into this kind of like lesser than and gritty scenario and seeing him like deal with that and not be like a I'm better than you attitude, which the show could easily be. Uh Uh-huh. You know, this is like a dude who's actually humble. Yeah. You know, he's got his problems, certainly. But Uh it's like there there isn't that like you guys are all bad chefs and I'm. Yeah, I'm going to call the shots here. So some crazy ego. Yeah, I really like that about it. it makes everything seem very much like a family. And I think you had said it's like the anti Ted Lasso. Yeah, it's like the antithesis of Ted Lasso, just like super intense and everyone's really angry and mean to each other all the time. Yeah, and uh, I haven't seen Ted Lasso, but knowing that you are a Ted Lasso expert, I'll take (laughs) that uh, and I'll take that and start using it as if I said it and came up with it. It will it will come into play when we talk about Thor 11. Oh, my God. Oh my god, we're talking about that? No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, the bear, I, it has my cosign. I can't wait to devour the rest of it. Hmm. Wow. Would you say it's like the Italian Atlanta? (laughs) I don't even know where that comes from, but it's funny. Certified funny for the podcast. Uh, Let's move on. You know, we got to people are dying to hear our thoughts on Stranger Things. We, We promised them and it wasn't so much as a promise as a dirty lie that we would review Stranger Things and then we didn't do an episode. Yeah, they had two. Yeah, but, you know, we're not going to give it and we're not going to do it right now. I'm just telling people that <laughs> once we've really collected our thoughts. No, this is the hour and a half and then two and a half hour, roughly two episodes. The finale of season four. Chris, what did you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that even he Vecna even doesn't he go out just like being like this isn't over essentially like he says that. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. I get, you know, it doesn't do a great job at at sh- being this, but I just took that as like, okay, well, it's more important we heal the city and like help everybody. And that's kind of where we're at right now. Like we're dealing with the stuff we have to. Well, yeah, like when the characters first see each other, you think there would be like a, hey, great to see you, but we got to gear up. Yeah. Shit's Creek. Great show. (laughs) Yeah, I really loved it. I think it does show the show's biggest flaw, though, uh, that in my eyes, at least like the 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 first part of season four the seven episodes or eight episodes whatever it was they were so blisteringly fast and just like it's go 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 and then these ones had more of those slow moments of two characters talking and like hashing it out and getting deeper with each other and i think that's the weak point i don't think the script or the actors are necessarily bringing it. Like there's a scene with uh, Noah or Will. Noah, I think is his actor's name, Will and um, Finn Wolfhard's character. Uh, that one too, that just like, isn't quite hitting this. The script's a little hokey and I just don't really believe these guys. And there's just a lot of that other than like the Winona Ryder and uh, Dave Harbour What's his name? Um, Phil Harbor Hartman. I think it was Phil Hartman. Their scenes that do that are good. They Those two are just fantastic that they make it work. But I think that is, and on the opposite end, I've heard criticism that it's like this show just like is big moment after big moment after big moment after big moment. And it's like chill a little bit. But now I think that's what it does best. So it didn't totally take me out of it. And I think the run times are appropriate. I couldn't really see where you would cut either of those episodes down. Uh, maybe make them shorter, but not like split them into two or three. Uh, so I do think it actually made sense, although it is a little like absurd how long they are. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. I think it is it'll be interesting to see where it goes and if it's just like more straight up fights you know if this if that's the season how season five is going to start there's no like the villain is emerging and they're trying to figure out you know what's killing everyone it's not that whole format it'll be like no Vecna's already has a pit and we know we have to fight him so what's that season look like Yeah. Yeah. With I love a ty- when a movie or TV show starts with 10 years later. And you're like later than what? That's what it'll do and I'm looking forward to it.
Well, I don't know that it was the the what do you call them demigorgons? They were taking some bullets. Yeah. Yeah. All that you really need is a guitar and an amp. Because, yeah, I, I almost was going to miss the Eddie Munson master of puppets scene is just ludicrous and it's awesome. And I want to be clear, ludicrous isn't in it. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, but that scene, it's just so like, okay, we have to distract the... The bats, the demon bats, how will we do it? Oh, I'll play this really intense and complicated metal song so faithfully. It was a great character. And it's like a very nice, awesome character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even Barb. Yeah. It's like, I'd be okay with that. Or, you know what? If he would, uh, if he was still alive, we could look forward to a scene where he plugs into um, 11 and plays his guitar at 11. The knobs only go to 10, mine goes to 11. And he would like put it in her butt or something. And that's okay to say. And that's okay to say. Can you say that? Uh, I think that'd be really funny if he plugged his guitar into 11 and then her psychic powers with metal blasted out of like her mouth. Yeah. And that's okay to say. Yeah, I think don't stretch it past that. Yeah, just it's a show that hasn't shied away from killing characters, but like as far as the main ones, I don't know if we'll see that from the show. Steve. Well, and Steve Harrington was supposed to die the first season. But they uh, they liked Joe Keery's performance so much they changed it. Mm-hmm. I so thought he was. Yeah. He's really just there helping other people hit their character arcs in this season and not really doing anything 
for himself. Yeah, well, he needs to figure himself out. Like this season, they're like, let's just change his character completely because he's boring. That he isn't, he's the least interesting character. In the first season, he was only interesting because he was, you know, like a, uh, Yeah, and and him stealing Nancy away from uh, Steve Harrington. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and... I think they're, they are, in my eyes, obviously setting up for season five to have that ultimate, like, Nancy goes with Steve thing. Um, and I think that's the reason why it's so tepid in this. But I wish it would have, this season would have given a little bit more, like, Jonathan saves her at the end in a big way or, or shows her something. Because all they really have is, like, a conversation that, is like okay you guys are still together but you know like we get where we get where this is going this isn't going to be a hard decision next season <laughs> they turn into zombies or something Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Th those guys are scary. And, like, for them to, like, attack her, it's like, my God. They This show does do a great classic villain. You know, just, like, nasty bully... It, they always make those good. It's like, okay, not totally. Like, I had... <laughs> Yeah. He starts a mob. Yeah, really nasty guys. Nasty hombres. These guys, they're nasty. That was not a good Trump. I promise a better one. Everyone's like, we can you just promise not to do it? <laughs> He's a nasty boy. He's going to get his load, biggest load. Stop. 
All right, that's Stranger Things. It is worth it. And let's move on. What else you've been watching? Right. The Marvelous Miss Marvel. Six episodes, right? So it's done soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little long. Yeah, I... I Yeah, definitely true. We seems like a yeah, it seems like that's something you would do for a more traditional TV show, but for only like six episodes of a of a movie type show, that seems like an odd strategy. Yeah, is there at least some antagonist she's chasing? Okay. But it's like, it's clear it's not the main one. Who is the true antagonist? That's it. The show I might watch one day. Weird shows that I watched. I uh, Just a quick shout out to The Challenge. I watched The Challenge recently. Uh, for Yeah, Paramount Plus has a nice uh, little library of like, old, I went through some old Nickelodeon shows too, just like watching a little bit of them, Sonic TV show all that cool library but the challenge i had to watch for my other podcast shut up i love it so i watched a couple episodes and this is a show if people don't know it's basically it started as a competition reality show between the real world and the road rules which were two other reality shows but this has been on for i think 30 something seasons now 
and road rules and real world don't exist anymore and haven't for a long time. So I always wondered who is on this show anymore. And I guess it's evolved to where it's all of like Paramount's reality star staple. So whatever's under, under their like umbrella. Yeah. So like big brother people and I don't even know who else. Yeah. And also like, so the people from the challenge that have been on it for tons of seasons. Really? Is it new though? Cause it hasn't been out. It was gone for a while. Yeah. I remember the reunion ones. Okay, so they're probably feeding those in now. Um, but yeah, pretty incredible how it's really insane now, too. For the podcast, we watched an episode from season 13, which already, that's a deep season in. <laughs> 13 freaking seasons. And then a, se uh, a season 28 episode. And man, the level of like, just growth, like they climb a mountain in the the later season and like do this incredible physical challenge i was just pretty blown away by that but uh really strange that it survived this long of a, of being a series i was 35 or 32 seasons however much it is pretty crazy and i will say this i it was random episodes that you know it wasn't like hey watch this whole season that we had to watch just random ones and i put it on i was watching it and then my fiance comes in, she's like, oh, what are you watching? Sits down. And then we're both just into it watching it because <laughs> that just that reality TV show format and how they suck you in with like competition and drama. We're just all of a sudden in it. So good job, the challenge. And uh, may you outlive the Simpsons. Uh, what else you've been watching, Chris? You big lunk. Oh, yeah, the uh, Selena Gomez and those old guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, how's it feel returning? I watched uh, about half of the first season, then I didn't finish it. Right, because that's the hard part of a mystery show is like, how do you keep that up? Mm -hmm. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I've heard only good things, and I did enjoy what I was watching. I just I didn't fall in love with it so much that I needed to keep watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bigger mystery, right? Like a big story. Uh, cool. Oh, uh, I watched something, a really strange choice, actually, I feel for me. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F, um, it, which I've seen before and I own it on, like, I think uh, I bought it on PlayStation. Uh, like, you know, you could buy from the PlayStation Store movies. Um, and it could just because it was on sale and then I never watched it again. But I wanted to watch it because uh, that's, um, Dragon Ball Z fan animation that was gone around. Do you remember that guy's name who made it? Or his... Uh... Yeah, so it was really cool. This fan worked with other artists to do a hand-drawn Dragon Ball Z, like, 11 minute or so short. And it was really well done. It's just... It's great Dragon Ball Z-style action. Like, just the shot choices and how it conveys the fights. So it got me pretty stoked to watch some Dragon Ball Z again, which I haven't been really keeping up on. Uh, when Before the pandemic, I was going to see the movies whenever they came out in theaters. But I haven't been really watching Super or anything. Uh, so I was like, you know what, I should put this on. And I was sucked in and, and off, you know. I, I This one I seen, I saw and I was just like, oh, cool. Um, but never watched it again. So I was just like, oh, you know, I'll put it on and I'll probably just like stop watching it after a little while after I get some Dragon Ball Z action. But no, just watch the whole thing. And the, the premise is that Frieza, who was killed uh, by Goku a long time ago, or I think by uh, Trunks, actually. Uh, he gets resurrected using the Dragon Balls. So then they have to fight him again and he's gotten stronger and it's really about, uh, as they usually are, Goku and Vegeta wanting to be stronger than each other and trying to outshow each other. But the coolest thing about this uh, that I really liked is that all the other characters are there first running into Frieza and his army. And they have to wait for Goku and Vegeta to get there. So they're each like, all right, looks like we need to get 170 of them each. And if we do that, we can win. And it's like uh, uh, Master Roshi and uh, Tien, Piccolo. It's just like, dude, the old guard of just badass fighters having to take on hella guys. Really cool movie. I think it is considered one of the top Dragon Ball Z movies. Yeah, like... It is the one that generally people put in high esteem. Yeah, I'm stoked for that. (laughs) 
I would love nothing more than that. Uh, but yeah, Resurrection F, go check it out um, if you haven't and you're a Dragon Ball fan. Yeah, very cool. If you're a fan of animation, it's something you want to check out. What else you been watching? What are you watching? Oh yeah, I forgot about the old man. Still a lot of good action scenes throughout the season because I know it's like how many can how many does he have in his tank? Okay, yeah. Nice. Classic with old actors. Joe Rogan. Vaccine. No. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... And he's kind of been known of late to be, like, such a labored, vibing guy, you know, just like, you know, but, like, if if he had come back from the dead, I can only imagine. I think that was uh, the case with, in the Transformers cartoon movie from 1989, uh, what's-his-name-is-in-it, um, oh, I have it, luckily I have the case right near me, so... I can Orson Welles is in it, but it, this was like, I think a week before he died or something. And he was in such bad health that like, it was really hard to record the lines cause he was breathing so heavily. Just like, I will destroy the Decepticon. Um, so it, it'd be like that, I guess is the point. 
little little what I call depressing film knowledge tidbits. You know, when they play the movie uh, qu- quizzes and stuff in front of uh, the trailers at a movie theater. I'll do those, but they'll all be depressing uh, factoids like that. Let's see. Oh, you know, Westworld has been back. Have you caught any of Westworld? Yeah, I've I've watched it so far. By the time this podcast comes out, and a third episode will have come out that I have not seen. Um, but I am on board after the second episode. It feels like it's doing what Westworld should do, like staying in the world, the the realm of how the show should be versus I think season three felt like what makes this a Westworld season? This just feels like you lost track of what it's like if lost in season three no longer took place in the island at all. You'd be like, okay, this isn't quite the show. Uh, so this this one, I'm. it feels like it's back on track. I'm, uh, I'm actually excited for what's going on with it. I don't fully trust it yet. I think after this third episode, maybe. Uh, but yeah, it seems like it's the natural evolution of where I wish it would have gone season three. Because even like, you know, there was the war or whatever after season three. You know, it's like they started some sort of civil war or war. And then this takes this season takes place 10 years in the future after that. And it's just like as if, I mean, they could have done that even season two, like just like started started after that with like 10 years later, there was a war and this is what's going on now, because that's how much season three doesn't matter to anything, really. Yeah. Yeah, they've all forgot about it. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun though. We'll see. We'll see how it sticks uh sticks to that fun. Um but yes, there is a new park. So that's fun. I will say it's not as cool as Eastworld was, and I think we deserve more time in Eastworld. Northmen. <laughs> it's, um, I won't give it away. Not really, but it's not as good as eSport, basically. eSports. All right. <laughs> yeah. 
that that would make sense because that's the only place that has international waters, no laws that could stop them. Well, yeah, Westworld. I say check it out if you uh, if you didn't like how the show went in season three. I do think you'll like at least these two episodes. Chris, what else you been watching? You big lunk. Yes, the best show on TV ever. I have been watching Players, Chris. I love this show. Yes. Yeah, totally. And how are you liking it? Yeah. Yeah, like hearing the announcers talk about it and just seeing it. It's, yeah, it, it gives credibility to the show just to see that. I did, after the first episode, I, I downloaded it because it's free. I didn't even play a first match. I played the tutorial. And then I was like, ah, this isn't for me. Uh, and at that point, I wasn't, I didn't have a vertical mouse yet. Now I'm a vertical mouse user. So, you know, might be a little different. But, uh, but yeah, that like a lot of clicking and using that move movement, like even StarCraft and shit, I was never a fan of pardon it's just not like control wise alone what i wanted how i want to be playing a game uh so but it did to the show's credit it did made me make me download it and then be like well i want to try this because it seems cool and it's on mac so that's cool Yeah, but uh, I really love the show. I it I love it so much that it inspired me to watch all of The Last Dance, which is the Michael Jordan uh, Chicago Bulls documentary that I think is ten, eight or ten episodes. And its uh, players is heavily based on it as far as its editing style and and just like overall style. It's that, it's not just that, but it is that, yeah, because that's kind of like a documentary trope, generally, I feel, but like even just the literal graphics that it uses are the same graphics from The Last Dance. Like it is clearly aping that. And the story, not really, but I mean, you can... You kind of get notes of the same uh, or similar dynamics. Uh, but yeah, the players definitely isn't a direct rip off of it or anything like that. But The Last Dance is incredible. And 
I kind of I missed it and didn't watch it when everybody was talking about it and all the memes were coming out. But I remember people generally saying this sentiment, which is true. The whole documentary is just consistently Michael Jordan, like almost about to lose. And then somebody saying something that pisses him off so much that he's like, I need to beat this guy now. And that happens. That's like his whole life is just that to the point where he admittedly makes up things in his head. Like he, <laughs> he did it. He wins with it. Uh, but like, a, a, he, the, in the story, they tell it like, oh, this guy, we were down. And then he said something to me like, good game, Mike. And that really pissed me off, which already is not even that like nasty of a thing to say to somebody. But it, and then at the end of it, he admits like he never said that actually. And he, even his teammates thought he did because Mike was so mad about it, like in the locker room, just being like, this motherfucker would say that to me. We're going to go out there and kill these guys. And then for he just, <laughs> it wasn't so much that I mean he would just like once the game was over he wasn't I don't think he was hung up on it if he made up made it up in his head you know yeah <laughs> yeah yeah basically him uh but it's just that over and over with every story. But it's entertaining every time because he just is so great and pulls it off. So yeah, I would recommend that. Yeah, yeah. It goes through that. And it does the thing in players where it goes like present day, then goes back to like 10 years ago. Yeah, and goes back and forth in that context using the same graphical way to represent it too so yeah i'd really recommend it even if i'm not a basketball fan as as far as i don't watch games i like basketball i like playing it and i think it's cool to like to watch even though i don't watch it but i was still enthralled by the documentary so i think even a non-sports head could really get into it and the player and players of course best show on tv Uh, let's see. No, I don't think so. No. Streaming only. And let's see what else we got. Uh, we got the boys, which finished its season. Um, yeah. What, anything to say about the boys in this season four? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that episode.
Right. Yeah, it's like things get worse for everybody, but of the same dynamic. Yeah, I feel the same. And it has a bit of that finale syndrome where like usually finales, there's only one inevitable conclusion, you know, especially for something like this. Okay, you're waiting for them to fight. You know, they're going to fight and you can kind of sense the problems that are going to rise going into that fight. And that's what the episode serves up. So it's not as like surprising and fun as the as the previous episodes, I agree. But great season as far as just really hammering home the whole like Trump uh, analog that's going on. And it's infuriating. Yeah, and so creepy, and, like, I hate that that is what would happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or they're like, okay, well, we'll have them, and uh, we can bring them back at some time, but... Yeah, someone will break him out, and then there you go. Yeah, he was good. His character was good. But also, like, he is that... I mean, I guess I would like to see him in uh, Homelander square off more, just because he is, like, he is calls it so much, like, it is, you're a pussy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he really gets him. Yeah, he he pegged him from the start and just dressed him down, and that was really fun. But yeah, it's like he's so powerful that it, you only want so many OP guys. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, because he survived. Yeah, unless he, I mean, he was obviously being used for like Homelander's story and or like his characterization. 
but yeah, it is like. Yeah. Yeah, she loses her powers, I guess. <laughs> yeah, what's going on with that? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she's, you know, sucked back in in season the next season. But yeah, I think it's still the best superhero show out there. Cool. Uh Starlight. Yeah. You could see him like making a backpack for her or something. I'll boost your power levels. Why does he talk like that? So much energy was around her. You can fly now, love. Yeah. Yeah, she reached that new level. The boys, I say, check out all seasons. Uh, how many other things do you have watching, or should we get to Thor? All right, I have a. No, no, yeah, do it, and then we'll jump into Thor. Oh, nice. Nice. Had the, and that was their first time seeing it? And have you ever seen it? No. <laughs> yeah, they were into it. Yeah, I could see. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I get that same way. I can't fault people too much. Like, and it's, it's, yeah, I wouldn't ask this if it wasn't going to work. All right, let's get into Thor Love and Thunder. 
This is our review of that movie. Let me go pull up the IMDb logline of it. Just one moment. Directed by Taika Waititi. Thor enlists the help of Valkyrie, Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster to fight Gore, the God Butcher, who intends to make the gods extinct. This is the fourth Thor movie. This is in phase whatever of Marvel. Phase four. Chris, what did you think of Thor Love and Thunder without spoilers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. That's a good way to put it. He's playing with action figures. A bit of a joke, huh? Little bit of a joke. <laughs> Draw for people of Marvel movies. Being like, that's it, dude. They finally made one that I fucking hate. Yeah, uh, and I, I think it is it's that situation where it's like it's just harder and harder for them for them to uh, please audiences mm-hmm. you know it's right. like when you have ronda rousey getting people with arm bar in her mma oh. career and you're like oh. that arm bar is gonna get harder to get each time you do it because people are <laughs> sick of it and looking for it and then sure enough it doesn't work anymore and i feel like hey, that's it for people that i think that's i feel like that's an unfair comparison because it's not that the armbar didn't work. It's that she refused to do it because she was so focused on proving she could not. That, that is true. That is also true. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I. it is weird seeing the online discourse for it because I am not one to want to defend Marvel or Disney. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but I also think with this movie, I don't know, there, there's a the defense against the criticism is the same thing that those critics would probably agree with. I think I have to give my opinion on the movie to make that make Uh sense. Uh, So do you have anything else to say about it? No, we can, we can just talk more about it once with what you have to say. So I really enjoyed and loved this movie. I don't think it's a good movie. Like, as as far as, like, uh, any criticism of it is true. There's, like, poorly paced and, like, jumps really quickly through things. Uh, Doesn't necessarily earn its, uh, the emotional 
yeah it's like it's builds. like very surface level when it when it's what it with what it's trying to do with the story mm. there's nothing that gets like deep enough to be like the brought to the levels of like a, a truly great movie yeah right? you take it all at face value you know it's yeah. it's not building up like a jojo rabbit or anything um right with just emotional stakes and it tonally it's all over the place. Um, but all of that I like because I'm going into these movies now with that whole, these are amusement rides mentality. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think it's even fair for me personally to judge these movies as like in the same way I would judge crimes of the future. Uh, huh you know, just like it would be stupid to do that. It feels dumb to do that. Yeah. And they, some of them might and will, you know, go above and beyond and be something great. But that's not what I'm going into it. And I think about like one of my favorite movies, Eliminators, that I've talked on about on the podcast before. I think I talked about it recently too because I rewatched it, which oh. is a shitty 80s action movie. That is is as tonally wild as this, uh, just kind of a whatever script that says, "Hey, this is this is how you should feel, and this is what we're doing." And you're just like, "Okay, you're not earning anything." But it's fun as hell, and it's stupid, yeah. and it's great to just like laugh at the scenes yeah. and be like, "Well, I'm really glad a ninja shows up three quarters in the movie <laughs> and joins the main cast." Uh-huh. It doesn't make any sense. It's not earned. It's not thematically sound, but cool. And that's yeah. what this movie is. So I feel like the people who are saying, talking trash on this movie, it's like, well, aren't you the same people who are like, Marvel movies aren't real cinema anyway? Uh-huh. Or ha- is this turning away the people who up until now have thought all Marvel movies are real Perfect. cinema you know yeah, yeah. like oh no they're yeah just, it's and those people you know my only problem with those people is they only see marvel movies all year they don't watch uh-huh. movies they're like yeah. no these are movies are just as good as the movies you're talking about you don't even know what movies i'm talking about yeah so how could you say that yeah. but yeah i think this seems to be that one that's like okay the people who thought these were infallible uh-huh. Like, I guess they're they're not. But it's so fun, so stupid. Yeah, it's not good. It was never gonna be good. It shouldn't have been good. Like even uh, uh, mystery of madness or multiverse of madness. Yeah, I loved that movie. Yeah, sure. I don't think the script is necessarily great, and you know all that. But it has so many fun things that hell yeah. And that's yeah. this movie too. And that's what these comic yeah. book movies should be. One more uh-huh. thing. A recent uh, comic came out that was like Marvel mechs. And uh-huh. it's like a bunch of four different Marvel superheroes that have their own mechs to fight giant uh-huh. Kaiju for some reason. <laughs> and I'm uh-huh. just like, fuck yeah, this is stupid uh-huh. and cool. I'm going right. to read this. And I didn't buy it. I put it back <laughs> on the show. No, but uh, that's true. But I was buying too many comic books. That's why. But that's what I want to see from these movies. That's what they should be. That's fine. I don't need them to be anything greater. Yeah. 
that I do definitely agree because that's what I was thinking too is like that uh, Doctor Strange movie and this movie I feel like have both have people feeling very mixed about and I, like I said like I, I loved Multiverse of Madness but I also thought that like if someone hates it I'd be like I totally understand right where you're coming from it's the only reason I like it is because of Sam, the Sam Raimi-ness and that's similar to this movie. The Taika Waititi touch of this movie is what I appreciate about it. Not that I think the story is amazing. It's like, it's just the, his sense of humor is, is the part that I love. Um, yeah. And even, and even that, I think it is, I think it's more neutered than uh, the Met. The uh, fuck I keep multiverse, multiverse of madness. madness. I keep on wanting to call it mystery of madness. Uh-huh. I think it's a more neutered direction than Sam Raimi's. I think Sam Raimi is a more Sam Raimi movie uh, with multiverse of madness than this is a Taika Waititi movie. Um, but yeah, it still has like That's plenty of that humor because I feel like a lot of the people that are upset about this movie are focused on the fact that they feel like. Taika's committing to his bits more than he is trying to service the story. Well, I do think there's a ton of Taika Waititi jokes. Yeah. I think that's in it. Yeah, but not the style of how his best movies, the stories are also great. Yeah. 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 And the the best of his work. This feels like a lot of his jokes put into not his work necessarily. It's kind of like he he got a skeleton of what this movie had to do, and then he got to put his own jokes into it without changing the story. So yeah, something like, like that. We need this to happen at the end, and we need, you know, yeah, Natalie Portman's character to do these things. He's like, okay, yeah. Uh, the other thing I'm curious about is I wonder how much of it has to do with the fact that like there currently isn't a real villain that they're like leading up to like a Thanos and, sure. and people are upset with like all these phase four movies having stories that are just really standalone stories and not like inkling into some bigger convergence of all the characters and that Marvel keeps saying like in the next couple months they I think they just said like a week or two ago like in the next couple months You'll find out who like the real villain's gonna be for this season. Yeah, and and two things on that. One, so much of this shit was supposed to come out a long time ago that we've got. Yeah, you know, like COVID delayed so much that yeah, I can understand people are a little, you know, like now chomping at the bit just because time as it's all come out. But I don't think that would have been the case if they had their original release schedule. Then secondly, like it's fine it's fine to not build up how, how much did those other Marvel movies build up? There would be like one scene at the end where it'd be like the Tesseract and then cut to yeah. credits. And you're like, Oh yeah, I didn't know what any of that shit meant. Cause I didn't know what <laughs> infinity stones or anything were before the movies came out. Uh-huh. I know there are people who do, but it's like, yeah, on, we don't need the, it. Most of the fans had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too, is like, I kind of feel like before Avengers, I really watched the Marvel movies and didn't care too much about them. Right. And once they did like the Avengers, then they kind of just had all the characters. 
being in each other's movies and i was like oh this is fun it, it is like it feels like a universe and then with the phase four they have less of that because it's kind of like uh introducing new characters yeah. or and we, yeah we don't know who it is characters yeah, yeah we don't know what the team is although like even after the avengers they fight the the army right like thanos's army sort of but it's not like his oh. army but it's the same like type of dudes i don't know what any of those were yeah the and chitauri they, you're like who cares yeah, they didn't matter to me Trash. i thought they sucked but then oh. it's like oh no that's something late i don't know it's just like who cares yeah um, let's yeah. get into spoilers just so we can uh, not not hold anything back. Um, you know, I say it's it's a good time. I don't remember Thor Ragnarok, at least in terms of like my feelings towards it or how much I enjoyed huh. it. But I don't think I remembered like having as much fun with it as this. I, I think it's probably technically a better movie. Uh-huh. Well, that's the thing is like Thor, Thor Ragnarok had, I think one of the key differences that a lot of people would uh, have like a valid criticism of is that Ragnarok had Loki in it still. So like the dynamic of Thor and Loki and their like yeah. frenemies relationship is like part of what they love about Thor's character. And then kind of him in this movie being lost and not having that type of a relationship is something that this movie lacks that I could see people also being uh, not as into because of. Yeah. He's got Korg, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sick of Korg. <laughs> uh, were, you, were you hoping that he really did die when they uh, shot him? Lightning what, bolt? I, I was... You know, I don't know. I think it was. <laughs> it was kind of sick. And as far as this movie being queer, the queerest part of it is just him being gay. But is that, can you even consider that like progressive in our like social climate now? Because we don't know the, that the Korg races feelings on gay people yeah well what's what's strange is that uh it's the way he spoke about his race it seemed like they just don't even have a sex you know they're they're like yeah their own almost asexual beings that just procreate by getting together with another person and the baby appears yeah there's no difference in yeah in that and that's like it's just weird to be like oh we have gay, queer representation well you can't take a whole different like race and society that doesn't have our yeah. uh, biology and everything and then say that's queer that's not representation well, the, for this human... is where the joe this is where the internet tells you you're wrong and you're anti-lgbtq <laughs> because it, because and I'm stance. trying to be pro. That, that's the yeah. irony. Is like I'm trying to be pro. I human gay characters yeah, is representation. Yeah. You, like, you can't, hey, there's you can't a just say of, there's representation because an alien is gay. Yeah, and they're like they don't have the genetic, the same like genitals or whatever. To yeah, have. it's Tex- not the same Tex- experience. It's not the fucking uh, yeah, same the, experience at the, all. 
the character even is like saying how they create their baby by it just like it magically appears. It doesn't even say like, oh, we have sex and it happens. It's like we just hold hands and a baby is created. Yeah. So so it's like even then you're it's like, not okay, even the so same. you don't even have sex. It's not even a thing. Yeah, yeah. sex isn't the same construct. Which yeah, is cool because like, you're like, dude, then you could just have like your best friend. And you're like, hey, do you want to have a kid, dude? Yeah, the, we're such great friends. Why don't we just have a kid? Yeah. And just have a kid together. That's cool. Yeah, it's so weird to me to call that representation like, oh, we have a queer character in a movie. It's this ball of light that like bounces around and how it has queer sex is by bouncing around near another ball of light. Yeah. So that's just like seeing gay sex on film, right? Yeah. That that's just like you guys. Uh, it's like <laughs> no. Yeah. I think I think though Tessa Thompson's character Valkyrie is supposed to be gay, right? So, yes. Like, and there but, are but, uh there's other uh, gay characters like the um, the other Asgardians. There's a couple like clearly uh, gay couples uh-huh. there. Okay. Are you talking about like uh Matt Damon and uh... <laughs> and whoever the other guys? I couldn't figure <laughs> out who that was. It's uh, it's Chris Hemsworth's third brother. Oh, the other Hemsworth. Yeah, fr- from uh, fuck the uh, Westworld from Westworld. He's a security oh, guy. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, we forget about that Hemsworth. <laughs> okay, interesting. But yeah, really weird on the queer representation front. Um, but I will say, seeing Natalie Portman tall and buff was doing something for me uh-huh. it was they, that might be one of the most you could talk about how ugly this movie is all you want or how uh-huh. it looks bad you can't say a single frame that has her in it as tall buff thor isn't an incredible well, you know that's funny because for me that didn't really do anything for me but seeing her sickly and frail i was like <laughs> i could get into this uh well it's close <laughs> it's kind of like saying what's quentin tarantino's best movie they're too close to call i mean <laughs> one's not truly that much better than the other uh but yeah i thought she uh looked awesome i don't yeah, know if all definitely. her jokes for me landed yeah Quite i agree well. with that she's she seemed like she kind of was like I mean, I guess that's part of her character, but she just seemed almost actually nervous to, to like, say that, read the lines or like say this stuff. It yeah, was... it it felt like someone doing comedy, versus yeah. like a character being funny. Yeah. Uh, too bad. But uh, how were how did all the jokes generally land for you? Um, I enjoyed it the whole time i thought I, I laughed at like everything there's nothing i really was like yikes or no thanks i, I felt like uh it was a fun ride like you're saying all the stuff with the guardians at the beginning him doing the like jean-claude van damme splits yeah that was awesome against those muppet aliens was like really cool the aliens are so sick yeah that whole first fight really just cool and and just like how stupid and cartoony it was yeah i love that um Um, i did think some of the trailer jokes that are in that sequence felt just like rushed in the movie almost like as if they're like you've seen this in the trailer just like 
yeah. we're not going to earn the joke here. Uh-huh. Um, and nothing is as funny as the goats. I kind of wish oh, like, yeah. the way the goats were funny. I wish most of the jokes were funny as funny as that. And they, yeah. they weren't quite that. Yeah. Yeah. The jokes were the, the goats were definitely next level in terms of like how funny just because of like how obnoxious they were yeah it's truly obnoxious. really like really made it great yeah you can't um, believe how obnoxious it is <laughs> yeah yeah uh guardians seeing the guardians for that little bit was cool um the all the val the uh new asgard stuff that was fun Oh yeah, Korg, like Korg being a face amusement was, park was funny. Oh yeah, but, and uh, she puts him on the back of her head. I wish yeah. they would have done a little more with that, like in the action yeah. scene, but it was fun. I thought. Uh, I feel like Christian Bale, Taika was really trying to like amp up the hype for him, being like he's gonna be like the greatest Marvel villain we've had. And yeah. uh, I feel like that would be true if they actually showed him murder some of the gods. <laughs> right. But he doesn't get to really kill any of them except for the first one in the beginning. Yeah, and that's and then sneaky. All, yeah, and then all he does is, like, uh, intimidate children. And you're like, this guy fucking sucks. All these big scary man against a bunch of kids. Like, fuck off. Yeah, I mean, really scary. I get, you do see him fight Thor really well. Yeah, you know, like it's Which no doubt cool. he's powerful, but it would have been cool to see him take on a god and like see yeah. a fight where someone's gonna lose. That's a badass yeah. fight. Yeah, and uh, apparently he did. They did film scenes with him killing Jeff Goldblum, Bloom's character, and uh, uh, um, gosh, the other guy who's the uh, who forged the axe, the Tyrion Lannister. Oh um, yeah, the actor um, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage, yeah. So I guess he filmed scenes where they killed he killed them, but I guess they have took to buy that Blu-ray. They, I did, they decided they didn't want that to be canonical. I guess. Mm. I'm assuming, because that is a waste for those two. Characters, yeah, that sucks. It, but, if they still wanted to do it, you know, it's yeah. another thing. If they're like, please, <laughs> no. He's like, they're like, please don't kill me, and then Christian Bale actually kills them. <laughs> in real life it was his request uh, yeah pretty intense how the the opening to the movie is just so like one thing and then the rest of the movie is this other <laughs> thing yeah it's really dark and brutal and emotional and then it gets into like if I farted would a thunderbolt come up my butt <laughs> like okay <laughs> we just saw a dad watch his daughter die and then his whole belief system crumble in front of him and now we get the rest of this movie it's like who directed that first scene <laughs> it wasn't taika yeah he taika asked someone else to direct it. he's like this is too much i can't do this no jokes no japes <laughs> uh yeah the um the lightning bolt they got from Zeus was cool. I, th- I thought it was funny that they killed Zeus, or you think they kill Zeus. Yeah. Uh, but 
then he comes back later. But I, I just thought I was like, damn, Thor just murked him, huh? And then they move on. That's pretty funny. Yeah, seriously. Like, just he makes a comment later, like, oh, they'll probably hunt us down. But oh, well, like, <laughs> dude, you're not thinking about how you killed your hero. Yeah, you killed like a guy that all the gods are worshiping themselves, clearly. It's probably a pretty bad thing to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're um, but the god. Who knows? Him. Maybe he knew he was going to live because he knows he's a god. Uh, they'll never address it. So, Oh, you know what I thought was really cool is uh, when they break the uh, the Necro sword. Oh, yeah. With, uh, with Mjolnir. And then, like, it, as it's trying to reform, Mjolnir's pieces, like, grip onto it as it comes back together and they're like stuck inside Mjolnir. Yeah. And then they like charge out lightning to like destroy all the pieces that are stuck in it. I thought that was like a cool thing. And actually that reminds me too, that Mjolnir in general was just cool because it was like such like video game logic. Yeah. Of a weapon. A shotgun blast. Yeah. It's just like such a fun idea. Yeah. That was was really really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and all the stuff with the weapons, um, just having the love triangle or love square, I'm not sure what you would call it with all of them, but, uh, you know, they're, they're like jealous of each other. That was really funny. Yeah, that was, that's like the best, that's like the best Taika stuff. Yeah, I almost like wish any time that was happening... I wish the whole movie was that and how that felt and looked and played. Yeah. And other parts of the movie just don't feel like that. Oh, it's, it almost feels like from, uh, the, our flag means death, you know, like you could, it seemed they're on a boat too. So it's just like, feels that. Yeah. And that has a better gay representation. Yeah, real. This movie does real gay representation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the other <laughs> okay, thing I really like, loved, boy, it's like, like if you're like you meet an alien, he's like, "I'm queer." You're like, "Great," and he's like, "Queer in my place is that we have sex with someone with the opposite genitals of of us." It's like, oh, that's not yeah. queer. Well, also, it's <laughs> yeah. Well, and or they could just say like, "Oh, really?" So like. Uh, you have males and females and like, no, there's only one sex. You're like, okay. Well, well how... what, what makes us queer is that there's yeah, different ones. We, and... we, we like the others. Like, uh, okay. Um, anyways. my favorite part <laughs> is, uh, how he got the kids into this movie though. Like how Taika is like, does a bit, a whole story subplot with the kids getting kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And then, thor empowering them all mm-hmm. i just thought that was like awesome and very much a taika thing to do yeah that played out really well too of like even though it's pretty ludicrous they get powers you know like uh-huh. it's not established before that or anything yeah. it's just so cool that you're like okay yeah. awesome this makes sense Yeah, you're like this is this is so fun and cool for like a kid watching this movie to see that yeah. it's like, it doesn't matter that how ludicrous it is. It's, it's just, and, and to really be clear, funny. we don't mean that the rapper actor ludicrous is in the movie. 
So don't email us. Hey, you never know. It hasn't come out on Blu-ray yet, so people haven't paused every scene in that in Zeus's uh, Coliseum. You know, correction. Could be beat it. Movie reviews. If you freeze on frame <laughs> who, thirty-six, who was the the head that was like telling them to shush? Could have been Ludacris. <laughs> you never know. Um, what else? The, one other thing I wanted to talk about was the ending credits scene. The, they show the very uh, ending one. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the one with Russell Crowe with Zeus. Okay, yeah. They show him uh, talking to another character, which is the character Hercules in the MC in the Marvel universe, but he's pra- played by Brett Goldstein, who is Roy Kent on Ted Lasso. Yeah, that's why I wanted to talk about Ted Lasso. And on Ted Lasso, he is essentially like the Wolverine of Ted Lasso. Oh, really? He's like he's like the angry brute guy who's like mm-hmm. got a heart of gold. Uh, so I'm de- definitely stoked for him to be in the MCU as as Hercules. But uh, also, he would have been a great Wolverine. So that's why. <laughs> yeah, it's like you take him away from that. But I guess there have been there's like talks already. I guess like Taron Egerton has talked with Kevin Feige about playing him. So it seems like they definitely want someone much younger to be him. Yeah, I don't know who I would want as Wolverine. Yeah, cause a lot of people are like, a lot of fans are like, Daniel Radcliffe, they want Daniel Radcliffe. But I feel like he's not no. angry enough. No. He doesn't have like the anger. We saw Guns Akimbo. He doesn't seem like he has a rage, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, I don't. Uh, I think enough he would be to be terrible. levels of Wolverine. Yeah. He would be absolutely terrible. I think it should be Donald Cerrone. I mean, he recently starred in a great Western film. <laughs> from uh, The Daily Wire. Check that out if you can. Prayer on the Prairie, dude. Didn't you? Yeah, Prayer on the you Prairie. You pre-ordered it on Blu-ray, right? It's the only way to get it. Hey, no streaming know. site will touch it because... <laughs> It's anti-vax. <laughs> Anti-fax is what we say. I don't know. Oh, oh, one other thing, actually. You know when they did the fake play, or the the play where they're retelling uh, Thor Ragnarok? Yeah. And then they have, um, they introduce uh, Hela. Yeah. And it's... Uh, Melissa McCarthy. Gosh, Melissa McCarthy. When they're bowing, she's holding hands with her husband. Who's also wasn't in it, I don't think, before that. But then, like, they just show a, f- a quick flash of them all bowing, like, mm-hmm. at the play when it's done. And you know, her husband, who's always in, like, movies with her, like, in, uh, Who is it? he's in Bridesmaids, his Ben Falcone. He's, like, um, in Bridesmaids, he's on the plane with her, or he's, like, into her a lot. He's, a uh, he was in even Thunder Force that we watched. He's like always in movies with her, and I think he directs okay uh, her movies. So yeah, yeah, he directed Thunder Force. Yeah. So, anyways, he, he's always in stuff with her because obviously they're married. So I just thought it was funny because there's a quick shot of them bowing, and I was like, "That's a, her fucking husband. He's fucking <laughs> in this too," which is awesome that they 
let him do that. I'm sure he just was on set and they're like, just do you want to do this fucking quick yeah, split yeah, second no. scene of bowing with her? Oh, that yeah. reminded me of one other thing with this movie, but then I forgot it, so it might be an old whale. Old whale. Um Yeah. I can't think of what it is. Seemed important. Some code the movie gave me of government conspiracies. <laughs> um, oh, I think you want to talk about how Thor Love and Thunder uh, proved that the Earth is flat. How? Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'll believe that if you just give me the <laughs> slightest bit more. Uh, yeah, maybe it was the post-credits Hercules. Well, his, his, his daughter actually plays love. Chris Hemsworth's daughter. Oh, that's Chris Hemsworth's daughter? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, let's wrap it up there unless you have anything else to say about no, the good that's, old that's, uh, that's it for me. All right. Well, 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 that is our review of Thor Love and Thunder. Go check it out. Um, next week, what's coming up next week? Oh, next week, I know you're stoked for this. Uh, Pause of Fury comes out. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it looks like it's not going to be a great week for movies. We got... Uh, I think there is some movie coming out called American Carnage with Jenna Ortega. It's like a horror movie. Sold. So we'll probably watch that. Yeah, and you guys can always hit us up. Let us know what you think we should review. I'm at Joe Cabello. Um, wait, hold on real quick. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, also next week, uh, the Resident Evil series comes out on Netflix. Oh, cool. And the rehearsal, Nathan, Nathan Fielder's new oh, HBO shit. Max show starts. So, Well, we'll have stuff to talk about. That's all we can really promise. Yeah. Because we're going to be checking that out. Yeah. All right. Money, 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 money. We'll see you all next week. Drop us a review if you haven't. Hit the five stars or write a text with it. You don't need to, though. Just hit those five stars. See ya. <laughs> Shaking their bills Nothing comes on easy Lies